Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hi, Noah. Hi, listener. How's it going? It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast, Tuesday's episode. Oh boy! Today I have been up to a lot. It's it's this is the this is honestly the best part of my morning. I was looking so forward to this. Like, let's just get to the podcast. I woke up like fifteen minutes late. I know I this is a weird thing I'm doing now in my life where I know I have to be up for something, and I'll just choose to ignore it. Like, my assistant sends me a text every night because I asked for this. 
of what I have the next day. I think I should probably cancel those texts because I just thumbs up them and think I've seen them and committed them to memory. When my old way of working is I would just look at my calendar right before bed and go, what, what's tomorrow going to be like? Because I, I don't want to look at it too early in the day because then I just have start having dread for being overworked. And I'd, I'd like to keep that dread to right before I'm laying my head upon my silk pillow that is disgusting i got like my my last assistant got me this light pink silk pillow because i was having i was freaking out my about my hair falling out last year she was like you need a silk pillowcase which i i've heard about forever it's good for your skin it's just slippery and it doesn't like so and it does it's not cotton it's not absorbing the oils of your skin so i got this pink pillowcase but it it's so beat up now with spray tan and mascara and and i'm not someone who sleeps in their makeup it's just i wear so much goddamn makeup sometimes one washing getting it all and it's just it's so it's like the velveteen rabbit of pillowcases pillowcases are disgusting um but i don't like fresh ones because i'm like oh they're absorbing they they absorb more because I, I i i use cotton ones too anyway so I forgot that I had a COVID test this morning at like 8 a.m. for Bill Maher. It's just so funny. I think it's because I don't respect them anymore. I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like when you, it's like now I've become an anti-masker, you know, and which was the thing that I was like, someone was writing on Reddit the other day telling a story about how when they see people's noses, customers' noses, they're filled with such fury from dealing with those assholes last year that when they, when a customer's like haphazardly wearing a mask now, which is like what I'm doing, but I, I get that like as a retail employee, this person was just telling an anecdote of like the rage that they feel as in the retail industry dealing with people anti-maskers last year uh shout out to everyone who worked retail last year in customer service truly i see you i hear you i appreciate you so much i know the fucking nightmares you put up with they were karens all day long you know uh, because apparently this year no i don't know if you know people have customers have been there's been so much celebration of like thank you frontline workers uh, banging pots and pans but we weren't doing that for people who were working at starbucks or grocery stores or fucking anthropology the people people are so mad this year and cooped up that when they were able to go out and then they're anti-maskers on top of that being told by an employee that they don't respect a young girl that works at anthropology is telling a woman to put on a mask and then that woman takes all her rage that she has pent up from her family being locked in with them out on this out on employees and employees got treated like shit this year and the customer is always right is still this kind of motto that the retail industry follows and it's bs the customer is mostly wrong and entitled and deserves to be put in place. And but but corporations are so about whatever keeps customers happy because it's not about the customer. It's about the customer's money. Like it, the customer is always right is it's just their money is right and they're wrong. And we're just going to uh, keep pretending like they're like the the placation that happens to dumb people that are feeling entitled to how they their drink or their food is done and how you have to like act like respect those people and you see like smart managers like dealing with rowdy customers and like having to treat them nicely like there should just be an overall rule like there should be insurance for those places that if you have enough incidents of customers acting like assholes the insurance company will reimburse you for the money that you would have made on those people because you stand up to them 
asshole reassurance or asshole insurance. Does that make sense? So I don't respect this COVID test. I was late for it. I had to get on a Zoom with a doctor to have him witness me do it. He doesn't respect it either. I mean, he's making money off of it, but like, he's just like, yeah, stick it in your nose. And I'm like twisting it. Like he's like, you don't even need to go back there. Just, just fucking throw it in your nose, tap it on your nose and put it in the bag and uh, have a good day. So I threw that thing in the mail. And then, um, then I had a call about Conan. Conan is retired, you know, not retiring. Conan's leaving TBS. He's moving to HBO. No one knows what he's going to do there, but it might not be late night. So he's like leaving late night. So it's like this big send off. I feel like it's weird because I feel like we're treating it like a retirement and I'm being asked to give quotes and like there's a lot of celebrations and like the end of a run, which it's always good to be celebrated, but this isn't the end of anything for Conan. So it feels a little weird talking about like his run in late night. What did you learn from him? It's like, is he dead? I don't, but I did an interview with Vulture that's just celebrating him, which I'm glad to do. Definitely just said, just when I talk about Conan, I get in this like, I can't be funny about him almost, which is ironic because he's like the reason I'm funny, but I'm just, I get too sincere and I, um, I feel like I make everyone uncomfortable that has to be on the call, including my publicist who has to like quietly listen to me talk to these producers and these writers when I have these press opportunities your publicist sits quietly and listens to you do the interview so you realize that she might just be like oh Nikki no one cares about that you don't need to tell people that uh you might start looking into the kink community I'm just like yeah why am I telling this Bill Maher producer that listen you know, because I want these, I, I'm not ashamed of who I am, I guess, is is the overall point. But uh, maybe I should be. <laughs> My publicist should come up with like a little way of letting me know, like back off without saying back off. Like, well, I guess she could text me, but I guess we're not there yet. And maybe, uh, maybe I'm not doing anything wrong. But I'm on this call about the Conan thing this morning and just rattling on about how much he means to me. Because he does mean a lot. God damn it, he's funny. And then I jump on... And then I went from that straight to another call because I'm doing a show next week where I had to talk about um, how much I love fast food, which guess what? I don't. I went into like a whole thing of like, listen, I look at fast food places now and I see them as drug dens where the masses get the cheapest and most affordable drug. And I'm sorry, that was redundant. The the most affordable and uh, legalist drug that isn't. Uh, regulated in any way you know uh at least you can't drink drinking is legal but there's certain sanctions around it to protect people from hurting themselves or others with it but food just have at it man eating and driving should be not good like any distracted driving remember when dawson's dad died because he was reaching for a I believe it was a soft serve cone. Maybe I've that's seemed weird though, because you would just let it go. Cause, or maybe actually a soft serve cone. I, if I dropped it into my dirty car on this passenger side, I would probably try to get it. And while do so while doing so drive off a cliff, like Dawson's dad, or if I got it, I would just like wipe it off. I like, don't care about things falling on the floor. I've never been that type of germaphobe. The, the horror with which I have been met, with by people around me when I drop something on the floor and pop it in my mouth and everyone it's like I just go I don't care I just you don't know if that you just blindly trust the kitchens of places although the other day I did go into a restaurant 
and use their bathroom before I got the host's attention that we were outside. So I quickly ran to the bathroom and I saw how dirty it was. And I go, "Mm." knowing what I know about working in a restaurant and like if the bathroom's clean, like it's what's going on in the front of the house. It's worse back there. I was like, I don't know that I want to eat here. Luckily, they I literally went up to the host and he's like, I'm really backed up. It's just not I'm not going to get to you for a while. And I was like, thank you for your honesty. I'm leaving. Your bathroom's disgusting. I didn't say that. But uh, and I but I probably won't be back there. I'm going to bring Andrew in. He's going to tell us about his golf day yesterday. Got to be honest, not really interested in how he played. Uh, he, I asked him about it when he got home yesterday, and uh, he wanted to tell me about his, like, how he played. And I just wanted to hear about what the boys talked about. Like, what were the jokes? What were the funny things? I don't want to hear, you know, my swing. was. I would just go, and uh, no, I, I was trying so hard not to be an asshole and just go, Andrew, I don't care about your golf game but I couldn't help I let it go for a little bit longer than I would have normally I would have snapped instantly and been like just tell me what you guys talked about and like did and like who was there and like funny jokes I don't care about your like your swing but I instead I held on to it a little bit too long and it probably came out even worse than what I just did (laughs) so we'll we'll check in with him now and see how bad it was it's a busy morning here at Shea Glazer, but uh, this is the best part of my day, and I'm excited to get to the show. Let's get Andrew in here now. Hey, Andrew! Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer. And so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good. And you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a 
fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the show, Andrew. What's going on? Um, Saw you just bend down there. You you feeling okay physically? Yeah, I feel good. I didn't know if that was like the proper... It was. It looked like the proper... I was been watching a lot of Alexander Techniques... On um, YouTube, it's a way of like moving your body that makes it so you put no strain on any muscles. And I think you just did an Alexander technique, like um, kind of. It looks like you're in pain because you're like bracing your <laughs> the way you're moving. But I think it's proper uh, bone alignment. I, but I don't an Alexander know technique it. is is wild. I don't even want to get into it right now. But I'm I'm getting back into it. I, I got into it for Colin Quinn recommended it, uh, a teacher to me because he had voice issues. You know, Colin Quinn like talked like this. Like he kind of sounds like that. Mm-hmm. He was losing his voice. He was doing a Broadway show seven times a week and uh, he went to this voice teacher and he was losing his voice all the time. Like I do uh, often. And he recommended this voice teacher, but it turns out it was just an Alexander Technique teacher, which is this whole body alignment thing. And I'm, I'm into it. Spiritual almost. I definitely... M off alignment. Like I went to that chiropractor to got like a test run. Mm-hmm. He didn't crack me, but he like checked out my body and he's like, yeah, you're off a little bit, you know, a good yeah. amount. Of, he wouldn't even crack my neck because he thinks I should get an x-ray first. So I don't know what that means, but my hips, very tight hips. Yeah. It's uh there's a way of like sitting that is just puts no stress on your bones and it just uses gravity to align your, your bones so that they're all just on top of each other naturally, almost like they're balancing instead of putting our body in ways that, you know, when you put your neck forward, you're holding up 20 plus pounds 
where you could always just be balanced in a way that you're just, you know, when you're balancing a broom, it's easier than holding a broom, you know. uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, Somehow gravity gets more involved when it's like leaning. When it's up. Like if you're balancing a broom on your hand, it really is not that much pressure, you know, but then suddenly you you grip that broom and you tilt it to the front and it's like, oh, that's what your neck and head are, are a broom essentially. Yeah, I mean. It's the same weight, but it's like if you position it differently, it's so much easier. Yeah, because I was looking at my phone so much, you know, walking around, especially New York as a dog walker, eight hours of my day was just, you look down and you forget that. And then I literally developed, you develop a hump, a hump. Yep. <laughs> which is like Tech muscle neck. or yeah, it's like a bo- I also have the bo- thing beluga on my finger. whale neck or whatever the, the fuck they call it. Do you have it. the phone finger, the little dent in your pinky? That everyone has look at your pinky everyone now look at the hand where you hold your phone your right hand usually I don't have that right now and there is a dent because you'll hold your phone and what, it like rests this? inside the dent look whenever i hold my phone it's always this oh, okay. and so right there at the bottom where you your phone lines up into your pinky everyone that holds it that way has it and yeah it's but you can you probably can. gonna pass it on to her kin i thought so my grandma thelma you know she kind of had that disease where you, you you know you're looking at your vagina the whole time and you can't pick yeah. your head completely up so i was kind of worried that oh i'm getting no you one know, wants to old. be that by the way when you look at those hunchbacked people walking yeah. around no one goes, he's not different than you. The per, Like an adult who probably looked at those people when he was an erect man. He read a lot of newspapers. Yeah. That's but why like he, no one, no, wants, I'm like just that kidding. just happens slowly, dude. It's yeah, scary. Yeah, no, I know. And, and you but you can person. correct if you have a hump. Like there's a, that, there's I mean, that could do. be scoliosis and like different things. But the other thing, you can correct it by doing stretches. And I have, honestly, I've noticed already. grandmother was completely a right angle. I called her right angle because she was bent over in a way that it, you could seriously hang thing like posters like I would use I would use her to perfectly I literally was like oh is right angle gonna be there and the family like didn't embrace it as funny as I thought it was except my ex-boyfriend was like he he would be like yeah we probably but she would go from a right angle like in pictures she would walk over the picture literal right angle like talk no about, way I'm not kidding you it was this low like maybe this maybe we're going table. like a she was a little obtuse uh, angle. Would anyone put stuff on her back? No. So like then, dips? but then for pictures, she would go and straighten up, and they would like un- undo <laughs> oh it and like God. hold her up. Like she was almost like she had a spring in, like you know, connecting from her thigh to her stomach that they would like extend and it would snap back. <laughs> but she would, for pictures, be able to straighten up to about a. I think we got her almost to like a one sixty one time. I mean. Are there? I mean, you got to look at photos throughout the year. How how quick did it go from? I don't know. I would like to investigate it. I probably could because they have like so many pictures on their wall. That's what I'm saying. I think we should look through all their photos and we could see all the different degrees. Yeah, because it's slow. It's not overnight. Oh man! I mean, overnight would be terrifying. Could you imagine getting out of bed and then you're just a table? I mean, that happens to some people. They wake up and they're like, "Oh my god, they fucked up their back." Like one, they bend down and all of a sudden it's like, "Yikes!" I mean, back pain is. Probably the number one. I mean, we talk about it a lot. On and here, if but. you want to tackle your back pain, read the book Healing Back Pain. I swear to God, it works. No matter what your back pain is, it seriously will alleviate your pain. Healing Back Pain, Dr. John Sarno. That's all I'm going to say. And my lower back, you know, from golf yesterday and the last two days. You've never read that book. And it's. Oh, I never read it. No. Yeah, it, I don't have back pain that much. But even if you have it a little bit, any pain. Really, I used to have back pain. Remember your weird phantom foot pains, and that's not. And I'm not just. I'm saying that in a way that's like, you easily could have gotten rid of that pain if you read that book. I know. Right now, I have pain in this part. Here. Plantar fasciitis. Is that what that's called? Probably. Planners. I'm obsessed with. 
feet. I know I could literally go What's in. What's this like, part right here? That, uh, that's, I mean, I don't know what it's called, but it's, uh, <laughs> I know, I know the tendons around it and I know the, um, yeah, that seems like maybe you just don't have enough padding on the ball of your foot. Where the, where the cleat, where the golf cleat is. They built these like new golf cleats that are pretty much shoes, but they're, I don't know if they're as effective as what the old school was. Do you have arch? You have big arches. Yeah. I was from St. Louis. You have to. Would they you find you it? Would town. you date a guy with flat feet? Um, that wouldn't hurt what? anything, right? I would love to because I've been watching. <laughs> oh my god, I watch flat feet massage videos because people with flat feet have the most pain, painful foot massages, and I love seeing people in pain. It's really weird. It's like <laughs> sexual. I watch. You look typed at this. in Dude, flat, flat. Look at this. How do you stumble on that? No, I don't because I watch um, Bunyan stuff, like Bunyan massage. Yeah. Stuff, like when my feet hurt, I love watching foot massage videos, and then I am so into. I follow this guy. You guys gotta follow him. He has millions of followers, I think or maybe hundreds of thousands but he's very popular and he does painful massages oh my god he's so good hold on he's one of my subs well remember we would get the the foot massage and they would when they would dig in and they knew you were hurt they would look up at you and but smile it, oh a little bit oh my god like these listen to these people crying out And then this nice guy music. Is, it sounded like a Disney called, movie. It's called next stage injury. So he, the, the, <laughs> the ironic thing is it looks like he's giving them injury, but he just, I used, when I had dancing with the stars, tendonitis, this guy would dig into my foot in a way that would hurt so fucking much, but so good. And if you got through the pain, you just felt like so accomplished. Like it's all of my like sex fetishes too, of like you, you're pushed to your limit. And I just like, I love pain. I love it. What about foot play? Like a guy sucking on the toes. No, I want, I want them to rub my feet like painfully while we fuck. While you fuck? That. Oh yeah, my that'd God, be pretty I would, cool. I would love oh, you've it. never done that? Why don't you, you got to no, ask for it, I because guess. because my ex-boyfriend didn't really like my feet. He was kind of like, he wasn't like sex sexually attracted to my feet, which is like a choice. But I think I need my ex-partner to like be into some foot shit. You got pretty long legs, so it might be hard for this. Yeah, what what position would you be missionary, in? Missionary. Okay, like, like on yeah. my back like this. She's and then doing it right now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're doing that with my foot like while they're holding my feet you know like, while they thrust back yeah and forth. yeah that could work that might be a lot for one person or just fuck her at a foot spa or you know? just get a <laughs> get a couple guys get yeah. three guys no the, the thing is that's when you bring in machinery because you machine like, gun it, is, it is it is <laughs> listen machinery gallery yeah listen whether or not he's there he's there in my mind when this is all happening let's he's always in whatever machine I'm having gun kelly should be the name of a vibrator Oh my god, yes. And uh, then uh yeah, or a sex robot that I would definitely purchase. Or just date her, Machine Gun Kelly, if you're listening. No, don't you don't say that. I'm just throwing it out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how these things happen. That's not manifestation to just have a co-host beg someone who is in a relationship. God, you really fucked up my whole... I'm doing the secret on this guy, and you really just threw a wrench in things. Hey, I'm yelling from from a low top. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. It means a mountaintop would probably be, you know, the biggest podcast on Earth. I was thinking of a shoe, like a high... I was going opposite. I knew you were doing a joke, so I go, I guess high top was the opposite of that. Yeah. I guess you yell things. A from mountain high. top would be a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. a valley. <laughs> a valley would have been better. I went low. with low top. Um, chop chop. Chop chop. <laughs> uh, how did you sleep last night? Uh, I, I don't know. I, what, oh, I slept great because I was very 
very tired. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, a lot of time in the sun. By the way, I shot a 95 for the people that were wondering out there. Didn't play great, but I hit enough good shots where I wasn't Wait, embarrassing. you were saying yesterday that in the late 80s is good, then a 95 is great. No, 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 no. Lower is better. 72 is oh. par. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you made me feel good, though. Like, you almost made oh. me like, wait, maybe I am wrong. No, no. I, I was wrong, <laughs> and you were right. It was worse. Um, all right. Oh, well, you're oh close. this is something that I forgot. To, did I tell you that we played Erlacher? With, yes. So you introduced Erlacher. Yeah, I was setting up Andrew for all his classic stories at the dinner with Joe Buck. I I always set you up. Do you not? Do you notice that? Of course. Okay, good. I just want to. I try to credit. set you up too. I think it's a setting. I don't uh, know that you set me up that much. I think uh, not for the stuff I want to talk about. I'm like, I don't want to go into well, what that. What do you want to talk about? Always sex. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I said you gnaw on the bone. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No, no, and then no. you go, oh, give me a, a bowl of bone marrow or oh, whatever. Oh, I go, yeah, just give me a bowl of marrow. Because, yeah, <laughs> you know, whenever I dine with people who are... Uh, Especially at a steakhouse, they're like, you want a big yeah, steak? Yeah, they always go like, and Nikki will take the head of the pig. You know, they always make the most, like, obvious, like... No offense to Joe Buck, but he just said something because he was just like, which is nice because he's acknowledging like I am out of my comfort zone. And uh, and I yeah, we you said I'll just gnaw on the bone. I didn't think that was sexual. And I don't I, honestly, I don't need you to set me up for sexual stories. I just bring them up when I feel there is an in. What and about then, when I said right before the appetizer, Nikki's so wet. You don't yeah. remember that? No. I think I was in the bathroom when you told the table that. Hey, just so you guys know, like before the apps come, Nikki gets really wet. That would be so fucking funny and weird. It would be weird. Uh, uh, let's get to the news. The news, apparently. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. You want to do it again? Oh, really? Yeah, two Oh, guys, them. I'm so excited uh, for the news today. Hope you're having a great time out there and hope you, as always, are having all of the swells. Oh, man. Thanks for setting me up there, Nick. Okay, of course, the internet hates a 23-year-old man named Karan and his 60-year-old girlfriend, Cheryl, after sharing a relationship on TikTok. Karan is 23. She's 60 years old, 37-year gap, people finding it disgusting. It's also mm. a, uh, a a black guy and a white woman, so I don't know if that adds to it the flame. But yeah, people are call, really making fun of Cheryl here. Okay, uh, well that's that's to be expected. She is a older woman, um, older white woman, long brown hair. Uh, she's dressing very youthfully, and but she definitely has like a old woman's face, like from. A possible like a tales from the crypt horror style. Film. Yeah, and I'm I am saying <laughs> that in the nicest way. This is an older woman without makeup. I also look like a horror show sometimes when I don't have makeup on and just have like like this woman is just herself and she's an older woman. That's what you look like when you get old. Love it, but she's wearing like a youthful top and she's dating a fucking hunky young dude. Yeah, good for her. Thirty seven years her junior. This would not be a story if it was the other way around. However, I, I I'm not someone who. Likes to play that card of like If it were the other way We wouldn't be talking about it Because they use that against us as well And the double standard thing Listen this is just the way it goes Um, And I He looks very content and happy He knows what he's doing He's an adult man Uh, I love it 
Yeah, usually with this, you don't like destroy the man as much as like when it's a woman and, a, and an older man. It's usually like, oh, the guy must have so much money. Like it's not that you. They, I guess they go after his yeah. looks too. I mean, that Anna Nicole Smith. Remember that guy she married? Yes, she, I mean that guy. That was wild. That was. <laughs> I mean, that guy never, he looked like, um, but oh, he was you a know billionaire. what he looked like? I was just thinking, who did he look like that was so, so similar looking person? The um, Prince Philip. Ooh. Same, same look. Is it interesting money? Eventually, no matter how much Nothing's money you have. Nothing's going to keep you from uh, looking yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, That's, we're all headed that way. If you last long enough, you were just a person in a wheelchair like, <laughs> like it's just, you can't not be. It's you what ever it, see when people like take photos of like the last like month or two of their grandparents yeah life, i and see I, it all the time on reddit last images it's crazy that's something you search no it's just a great it's i just like it because it honors people who have died but it's people sharing photos the last photo taken of a person that lived and i think it's just kind of i don't think it's creepy there's something like sweet about it and then you read about like and it's oftentimes really <laughs> like a person looking literally their worst and i'm like can we maybe i I like it when it's like this is a girl on her prom night and it's a 17 year old girl with like such life like I I, I don't know that I like that but the, there's a morbidity to it that just soothes me in some way but when it's just an old person looking like shit I'm like I mean I have a joke about this of yeah the, yeah the best part of dying young is that people circulate young pictures of you when you die but when because they always show how you look the most circulated pictures are the one of how you looked when you died like the most recent and it's usually an oh <laughs> This is why we definitely need video because this is unbelievable. Uh, Do you think um, you, you make a picture? Well, you had the uh, you had your joke in the special about uh, a hot girl standing like in a little bathing suit next to their mom who's oh, about yeah. to die, and then Kim Kardashian did that. That's right. You still I, haven't posted that. You have to. Re- oh, I, have I just to reminded you. It. So Thank this is you. a reminder. I sent you up. Yeah, uh, Kim Kardashian literally <laughs> posed in a bikini next to an. and it was like and i called it out on my special i mean it's not the most original joke of like hot girls trying to look hot next to sad things but it was like i gave a very specific like a grandma in a wheelchair and uh you're in a bikini like let's get to the what do i say the dialysis tent at coachella (laughs) i'm like come on grandma dialysis grandma "Grandma!" (laughs) and that's all based from lady gaga's documentary where she five foot one or whatever where she was bragging about how tiny she is and um uh that i'm sure that's not why she named it that but it is i'm a little jealous of when someone's like i'm little but i do but i love gaga if you're standing next to like your really old grandma do you think that uh you should dress sexier or you think you have a responsibility to dress also like an be old yourself. Yeah. So I don't mind girls being in a bu- bikini, but it's hilarious to be in a bikini next to your grandma. Why is your grandma at a pool party? A situation where you're. In I a want bikini. my grandma Get in a little one sun. piece, and then me fully in a tuxedo. I, I want love grandma sexy naked. grandmas though. Yeah. Hannah Burner has a sexy grandma. Dude, my grandma was is well, she's still banging in the yeah, nursing home. She's a hundred years old. I can't believe you have an. Oh. I told you she banged the. Guy, they both have dementia, so they both forget about it. But he's married still. Oh my god, it's like the first time every time. That's like fifty first dates, but on both sides. <laughs> is that a hundred? No, it's like Eternal Sunshine, where they keep it meeting is, like over and is. over. They can, it's so their hot. eyes catch across the room, but not really because they have cataracts. But so they would. <laughs> they have one night stands every single time. That's hot. It really is. But That's do you, hot. But you can't build on it, or do you think every once in a while they're like, "Wait, I think I fucked this before." Something about this feels wrong. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, they're. Not, I don't know that that's the case. I don't know. I don't understand dementia, but I and I won't. And someday I'll probably have it because we all probably. Yeah, I probably will have end. it. My grandma. Mm, my grandma. Boy, uh, not looking forward to that. I'll tell you that. The last two guys she she's banged to death. She's like a black widow. If you have sex with my grandma, you're gonna die within three years. Now, granted, a lot of these guys were, they're, yeah, were, uh, you know, yeah. but but why don't you try to do it? Uh, no, it's it's drier, drier. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you just sound like a ghost coming. <laughs> it sounds like you guys are getting your feet massaged. Oh yeah, that is true. With flat feet. Oh my god. But my grandma, she would she banged these guys. My grandpa died. He had a white mustache that she made him grow cuz she liked a white mustache. And then 5 months after my grandpa died, this guy gets out of a Honda Accord or whatever and he has a white mustache and aviators. He looks Exactly. She just found another. Like she, she just replaces them, like like a it's assembly bad. line. Damn. Would Is you want to fuck a guy, or would you, would you want to date a guy that looked exactly like your ex? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like my um, uh, like my yeah, I have a type. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah. If, if I was, if I somehow. Found, you don't want the opposite. You want exactly. Uh, no, give I'm me open to different, yeah, but yeah. like it, it makes it for me as someone who's so scared to be with people new people if they look if they resemble enough of someone i've been with already it makes me feel a lot more relaxed it's kind of like when you buy a dog of the same breed again yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like oh this is just uh smitty. i want them to be but i think i'm just attracted to the same quality so if i the person i marry I probably am attracted to things about him physically that i'll be attracted to again what are your top three physical things you look for in a man um god that's hard, I guess, right? I mean, I don't. I a good smile. Okay. A good like smiles a lot. Good smile, um, and then like eyes, li- lips. Just having eyes. What color eyes do you eyes, prefer? I don't care about color. Just like not like too like intense. Like they don't stare too much. <laughs> oh no, the old bug eyes. Like not like they just don't want like intense eyes. They like kind of creep me out. Um, but I could be attracted to literally anything. Um, I guess I like, um, it's hard to like, soften up a hard eye. I you mean, know? I, the thing is if I have like, if I feel the <laughs> fucking heat from someone and like, they just have a confidence to themselves or like just, there's something about them that I'm like, you don't seem to be impressed by me and I'm going to win you over. And th- that's what I look for is a person that doesn't seem to need me or care much for me, but I know that I can get, but they do it with a smile. Yeah, but they're fun. They're fun and charming. Like I like a little bit of a challenge, but it's usually someone. The ones I like are the ones that I I feel a vibe with, and I know that they feel it, and they're just gonna try to fight it. And I'm like, no, I'm going. I'm going. It. I'm gonna get you, and you know you like it, and we're gonna do this. I sometimes feel like you'll say to me like, I don't know if he's into me. I'm like, that guy's definitely into you. And part of it is, do you tell yourself that so then you're trying to win him over, so it's like hotter for you, even if you think. It, no, no, I really notice, don't. You know what I mean? Does that make sense, though? No, but I'll, I'll tell you. I've I've asked people who I've done this with, like, when did you know? When did you like? Th- they always are like, I would have. I was attracted to you the first time I saw a clip of you on the thing. I wanted to have sex with you, but it's never like they never. Uh, they never think it's going to happen. 
They never, they're never, they're never like actively pursuing it because they think it's just an impossibility until I make it happen. They're always like, oh no, I would have never made a move. I would have never done anything. Yeah. But that, and that's where I go like, why not? Why do I always have to be the one to do it? Why am I not obvious enough? How could it, how can I not be being obvious? I think it's like seeping out of my pores that I like yeah. this person. And then I finally tell them I like them because I get so fed up. And then I go, didn't, when did you like start liking me? And they're like, never, because I wouldn't, I didn't think I had, you know, that they never first see it. roast. Yeah. You're like, uh, like mannequin remember that movie mannequin when the mannequin comes to life that's mm-hmm. like they see you on tv or if they see you on you know whatever on the internet like and then you come to life it's like whoa like what is like like i remember the first time i met you like literally the first time i met you if you see someone enough on tv or whatever there's like an aura around you, you where just think of you them put it on them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it takes a very long time to like I don't know. It's hmm. it's weird. Yeah, no, I've I've felt it before with with people, but I don't think it's that. I mean, these are people that I meet not they don't know me from TV or whatever. Like they've maybe seen a picture of me on something, you know, but uh th- and they were that's what I'm say say when they're out and like, "When did you first want to fuck me?" Like I always love to hear about that. <laughs> I like to hear about like the crush, how it developed and they're like, "I don't know when I googled you or what." I'm like, "Ugh, okay, that's not romantic." Next story. All right, this next story is there are five red flags that tell you when you're in a toxic relationship. Do you want to guess them or you want me to guess um, them? Lying. All right, constantly seeking approval and her acceptance from the partner and mistaking it for love. Mm-hmm. Okay, number Yeah, that's just like, oh. yeah, just... Tr- well, that, I think it's all... If you are not being yourself or you are like worrying about how your partner might react to something and trying to control their reaction, there we go. That's the sign of a bad relationship. And I bet it will be in all of these, that kind of thing. Um, Affection is given or withheld as reward or punishment. I have goosebumps and I can't. I'm so like triggered by that. The withholding of affection. Can you imagine being someone that like wants about to hug you, right? Or about to kiss you and they go, that'll be, oh no, no, that'll be too nice for them. Like, like they stop themselves. That's wild to me. It hap- It's happened to me. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's, as someone who did it, it's not even that. It's just like ignoring or like just not being loving and like, you know, just like. Yeah, it, it's purpose. like you can't help but like you are disgusted by them. Like you can't, you yes. can't you can't be nice to them you it's impossible like my ex-boyfriend i he he wouldn't he would he would shut down physically if he was uh upset with me and he could not help it and he would tell me he was like i can't help it and i didn't want him to like hug me just uh, like insincerely so that wouldn't have been good so i would just have to wait until this like you know this anger had lifted and that he wanted to touch me again and it just sucks it when sucks. you were angry at him would you still want to have sex like, yes yeah well i just want to make up i'd want to get to the root of it so we could get over it and get to making up and understanding each other but he needed he did not want to talk about things right away he needed to like process them and he wasn't and if we did talk about things right away i would just be like good we're good again yeah and he would just really need a lot of cooling off time still after and i'd be like i'm still being punished after i apologize but people just heal at different speeds and i need someone who's like all right let's address this let's turn it around back to normal i know it's a little awkward but like let's just there's also something too probably like oh uh you know i said i'm sorry i also had sex with you and you're still mad like like 
it adds another oh my god i mean that is the, <laughs> i mean i've tried to win over guys with sex yeah. and get out of fights like when a guy is being upset with me and eventually they can't they their horniness gives in and then they fuck you and then they're still mad at you but now they don't want to fuck you like uh, then, then they're drained of their semen yeah and you you have this false sense of their forgiveness because they've got horny for you and touched you and yeah. fucked you and maybe the sex was a little bit more, I don't know, uh, they were a little bit angrier during the sex than usual. But listen, that's <laughs> fine. Why do you have a gun? Yeah. 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 No, I, I um, yeah. I think when I'm, when, I, when I'm angry, I'm not, I get very, very unhorny. Like I'm, I'm not talking horny days, at though, all. Dude, if you're in a relationship where you're living with someone, yeah. but you've never lived with a, someone that you are fucking. Uh, for days where you're sleeping in the same bed and they're you just eventually rolling over. get horny enough. Oh yeah, that's true. You will want to fuck the person that you haven't had the talk with about whatever you're, is making each other mad. Think about it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah. do you ever like turn your back on someone with that, that move where, you know, you no, just, I, if, yeah. if he ever, if I, if someone ever wanted to fuck me, I was always down and I'm not saying like, I'm a perfect girl, but like I am a little bit of a sex addict in a relationship. And so I was always down or at least would, if I wasn't, I'd be like, I'm really tired and you're just gonna have to like literally just like hum me like a log like I can't contribute but I don't mind you being inside me but I'm literally gonna lay here um, but I'm always down to be penetrated and uh, but, but I never had sex I, that should be the name of your special always, always down, down to be, to be penetrated. penetrated no then I'll have to stop doing meet and greets <laughs> You'll They're like, some, but your book. You'll get some meat, all right. All right, okay. Yes. Why are both people in the relationship uh, keep score of who did what and whom? Or, oh, no, for whom? And emotional okay, manipulation yes. frequently occurs to even the score. Yeah, I did this. You should do that. That makes sense. All right. Well, what are the other ones? Let's, these are uh, Okay, all, the relationship feels like emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if any of these, even yeah. one of these off the list, list you try to fix it because obviously there's something worth being in the relationship about, but you got to remedy it or it's going to kill your relationship. I mean, you can't have this. Shit and you feel on. isolated from loved ones change. or friends. Yeah. What you do is you go, I, this is an issue. This is a sign of a toxic relationship. You do this thing to me. We're not good at handling it this way. If we don't both act, I'm ready to actively work on it not happening anymore because I don't want to be in a relationship where this happens. It's a toxic relationship sign of a toxic relationship. So we have to address it if we're going to stay together. And I want to stay together. And if that person does not take the steps with you to, to conquer that issue, bye-bye. And you can leave feeling good because you gave him a goddamn ultimatum of yeah. I want to work on this. We need to work on this. I respect myself enough to not be in a relationship that has this thing going on. And then the person, if they want to keep you, will do the minimal effort, which is all you ask of working towards making it better. Noah. I got a quick question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Wait. I raised my hand, so I would like to ask my question, uh, please. Of course. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sorry. What do, you what do you think about personal accountability, though? Do you think that each person has to contribute something yes. in, in working on themselves before they can approach the relationship? Or is it just honing in on the relationship has to be on the relationship? Is there any type of personal accountability? Um, I don't know, but and I really don't understand your question, but let me just say this, that I do think that you can enter into a relationship with someone who has never worked on themselves, or if you're finding yourself in a relationship with, uh, with someone who doesn't do anything to work on themselves, they don't meditate, they don't read books, they don't, they're not interested in something that is actually going to better them and make them a better person, um, that's, that's okay that you're in a relationship with that kind of person, 
but you need to make it clear that you will not continue to be because it's you are someone that works on yourself so you need a person actually you don't need to do the same amount of effort but you need we we need to be on a trajectory of growth yeah. and you playing video games all day is not leading you anywhere and i think to your point like i think you could you could work on yourself while being in a relationship i think a lot of times people are like now i'm taking time to myself no you could take time to yourself yeah, you while also being with someone absolutely um did that answer no i'm not, i'm sorry that wasn't clear i th- like I accountability think- of like you just think not, not about the relationship yeah you should work on yourself because guess what your partner might die and you need to be your own person relationships the other person does not complete you they could go away tomorrow they could die tomorrow and then who are you are you gonna die tomorrow the next day if that's the case it's kind of sad you the best relationship is my old abusive therapist used to say the best relationship is one that you could live with or without and i love that because you can live without it means you are a whole person yeah and it's not a lot of times too is like if it's like a financial thing too uh, like the article whatever i read the article that it that you need to set money aside you need to set yourself up for if it if you want to leave you know what i mean a lot of people stay within relationships because of financial reasons yeah. not just because of emotional no, reasons know. so emotionally and financially you just need to if you are going to leave have a plan it's of like, action to get it's out it's like leaving a job before you have another job it's like you should you don't need another guy out there but you just need to be able to be sustainable i don't it. think it's a problem to put the flirt feelers out there if you're with someone that you want to leave and just to see just to give yourself a little validation that yeah okay I can find someone else yeah I'm I've needed that before because sometimes an abusive relationship you think you're shit and no one else will ever love you because that's part of the abuse is convincing you of that even if they don't say it things they do convince you that you're you're hard to deal with and I'm the only one who will ever love you so you need to maybe go out and get validation that yeah I can get uh, or or that they're right Yeah, <laughs> you and just find out. Right, you're like, yeah, I put my feelers out there, and I'm going to stay off here. alone yeah. than someone who wants to make you feel that way. I, I believe that. What do you think? I I do have like so. The last one was you feel isolated from loved ones or friends, as if nobody understands the relationship the way you do. Like Ooh. you know when like outside people are like, yeah, we all you said see, you don't know him like I do when yes. we're alone. It's like this. Yeah. So how one as a friend, how would you approach? a friend that was in a toxic relationship in a way where like, cause it's so scary. Cause you could lose that friendship. Like that. I don't like the way he treats you. So I am not going to be around you both together anymore. So if you want to hang out with me, it's not going to be with him and push, oh, but push that, that put friend. so much pressure on. No, them. it doesn't. It just, yeah. it says, it says, I'm not gonna be mad at you if you're with him, but I don't enjoy seeing my friend being treated the way she is in this relationship. And I don't like seeing how you, the way you are with him. It's not fun for me. So I'm going to remove myself. And what that will do is give you good boundaries with your friend and make you be able to say something honest. And it will allow your friend to see that there are consequences to saying with someone who's going to abuse them. They're going to lose people who actually care about them. And it might give them a great example of like, wow, this friend who loves me so much is saying like, it's so bad she can't hang out with us. All right, maybe I'll look into this and see it a little bit clearer. I'm just, I would just be scared that that would push them to the person more because now they don't even have me to lean on. That might happen, but that's that's also the same thing of yeah. intervention. When you people are so scared to tell drug addicts or any kind of addicts, like, I'm not going to be in your life anymore if you don't stop this drug. And they go, well, that's going to make them start going to, like, being a prostitute to get money because I'm not going to give them money anymore. And it's like, 
push them to the bottom. Yeah. If it's, you know, you, you have, they're never, go, they're going to die through your money. Because if you're kind of there for them, they're just never going to. They're work. always, yeah. gonna, yes, yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. enabling and it's really hard to mm-hmm. pull away. But that's, if you are hanging out with your girlfriend who's in an abusive relationship with the guy and you're putting up with it and, and, and allowing it to happen by being there and hanging out with them, you're, you're aiding and abetting. Yeah. Also, if you're if a friend sees something that you don't, you you can be so close to something where you don't see it. It's and with anything. Not, and and everyone knows the friend who's going to choose the boy over the girl. Like you know that friend, but guess what? You chose yourself over watching your friend get abused, and that's like it's all about self respect in the end. All right. Why do I care? And leading by example, you'd want your friend to do the same to you. Why, Why do, do I, I care? care? Oh my god, I nailed it. <laughs> Post Malone drops 1.6 million on a full ceramic dental restoration including two diamond fangs weighing 12 carats. I mean just Do you like I like Post Malone a lot. Like yeah. I watch interviews of him. He has, seems to have a really good heart. He was really fucked up when he decided to do this, I'm guessing. Um and he was just like fuck it and the money was probably just that he I looked just, at he he i don't i don't know about that because it took them like three months to design this thing. i'm saying I'm when he put it into action and then he continued oh. being fucked up i think and every time he worked on it he probably had to fucking like get lit up <laughs> because like before those zoom calls he's like let's just throw back a couple because the idea of i'm spending 1.6 million dollars on a fucking mouth implant um, is I mean these are just disgusting Here's uh, the thing uses though. of wealth, but I, but I do it on a, a a much smaller scale with dumb stuff spending. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, look, do do whatever you want to do. I just like the fangs are they're not going to fit someone else. I guess you could you could melt it down and sell it. Like he could probably sell it for five hundred grand an, if he wanted to get rid of it. I mean, it. it's like art. It's like actually wearable art. So I mean, I, it's it's just as dumb as spending any amount of money on something that doesn't like help the world. <laughs> Invisalign. I, got, I mean, I've spent six thousand dollars on Invisalign. It's Probably like when more at this point. A billionaire spends money to go to space. It's like, why don't we work on this little Earth here? But you think Earth is going to end, so might as well make yeah, Mars better. But still, yeah, yeah, it's on its way out. I mean, every single day is so fucking. If the hot. richest, smartest people are like, I cannot believe that I'm hearing like kickoff to summer. I'm like, wait, what? I keep thinking it's like August. I swear to God, I can't yeah. believe summer just began. And it was because we were in the Cayman Islands for most of the dirty, dirty spring. But <laughs> I, I dirty, mean, dirty spring or I, winter? The it was like dirty sp- winter spring. Oh, you know, yeah, okay, we were like okay. the early spring. Like it was where it was like still cold and shit. Like we missed the winter spring, but we were there for a significant part of winter. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I uh, I mean, yeah, it was I can't 95 believe it's degrees the other day. No, like, we couldn't be outside. It's disgusting outside, yeah. and things are about to get scary. Let's do a Reddit dump. All so right. So, do you care about Post Malone's mouth? No, I don't. Not at all. It's just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Finally, I, we I know found you like one. Him. I know. Yeah, I really don't care. I can't even <laughs> pretend to be interested. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm going to my saved we uh, did it. files. <laughs> I didn't know it was. I didn't even know that. No, was it really wasn't I a know, thing. Um, okay, so I was on Reddit last night, and I saved this one. It's in the the Reddit where they talk about the show Veep. Okay, and uh, so it's a uh, subreddit r slash Veep, and this was posted. It's she goes. 
I hate that I'm attracted to Dan. He is such a shit, really a garbage human being, but I find him so attractive. And yes, the actor himself is attractive, but it's his character too. So uh, big yikes on my part. I could have written that. I am so horny for the Dan character. Like talk about who, what I'm attracted to that. Smile, brown hair. He is a garb. He's horrible but he's so charming and you just i want i literally i used to i love how you can say that in the same sentence what well my buddy has you know whatever you hear it often like reed scott plays him and reed scott's like a good person and it's right like i looked into the interviews with the actor to be like can i get off to this not gonna do it for me i need him to be that character but it's funny like you can in that sentence you go he's so charming he's so essentially he's a horrible person but so charming because a good-looking guy can be an asshole and and could be charming Somehow, but if he was ugly, he wouldn't be charming. It's totally true. Uh, someone else said, "Yeah, I had to do some serious introspection <laughs> during my first watch. I was like, why am I so attracted to this toxic shit?' But I just can't help it. What is it? What it's, is it? I, I mean, honestly, it's, it was embarrassing. I was into fan fiction, uh, like erotic fan fiction about him and Amy, because when he there's a scene where he is so adorable with a- Amy is like wanting to like. She's probably uh, possibly like pregnant with his child and she thinks they're going to like hook up. And he up. starts dating her doctor. Yeah, I mean, he's her abortion doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy what a horrible person this guy is. But then, oh my God. But there's just the scene where they interact and there's sexual tension and it's like, I've watched it so many times. I don't, and then like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in that The Departed, he's just like a little, like, piece of shit like not as much as like a guy being showing vulnerability when he's like a uh i don't know what it is but you about can't it. be vulnerable all the time you can't be vulnerable every day that's not hot. the thing is you know what i like about it here here's what i'm gonna say i i like a guy that is so obsessed with his career like very driven and like knows what he wants but i know that my sexuality could uh, derail them and like I could I could the challenge of that guy wanting to fuck me so bad that he like is not as powerful any, or like it's kind of thrown off <laughs> is so hot and I do feel like I could seduce that Dan character well I feel like it would be the same way with someone that was attracted to you because you're so obsessed with your career that if they can get that give yeah, you maybe the cock narcissistic what do you oh that you're looking for like i'm looking for the myself yeah essentially as someone who like uh is a challenge and uh is it doesn't get thrown off very easily with a and, good smile and a nice aura yeah <laughs> maybe that's it i don't know it's just so hot i yeah i love i i just felt so seen in that okay next one sorry i got distracted i like got yeah like, i think you were envisioning dan over there oh god i was okay so this one is really good this girl makes mimicking an- animal sounds this was hot on reddit for a while this is a next fucking level the subreddit next fucking level it's one of my faves uh this is a girl making peacock horse the, the the good thing about this is the video because She's the girl good. is so cute and she laughs between each one and she just like pulls them out of nowhere. You got to kind of see the video. Do you do any animal? Yeah, do, I was oh, going to say. I'm scared of your dog because it's so loud. Everyone brace their ears. It's so okay, loud. Well, do you want a big dog or a little dog? Uh, the dog? big dog is so loud. I'll I'm just serious. put the mic away. I'll just put the mic away. Put the mic far. Yeah, really don't far. do it directly into it. <laughs> It's even too loud in the room, Andrew. It's too loud. So that's my dog. We're going to get ridden I mean, that's a good dog. It's a really good dog. And that's why I wanted you to do it. What can you do? 
Um, I could do a few different. I could do animals better than humans. Really? Yeah. Like, like what's another one? A chicken. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Can you do any, Noah? <laughs> I can do a cat purr. Okay. Ooh. Whoa. Dude, that's ASMR. That's Dude, cool. I can't do that. I can't do any, like... You could maybe do it with your vagina. <laughs> just, the, uh, just a queef that's, like, had a long day. <laughs> Put its suitcase down. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what can you do? You got to do you. You've never done a horse. I mean, I think I was. I'm good at people impersonations, but I'm not good at animal. I don't know of any animal. Maybe my my uh, parakeet kiwi. We used to be like. That's good. What about a cat? Like a... Yeah, it's great. I I don't know. A bird. Wait, wait, what other animals are there? I I feel like... I just don't care about animal sounds that that often. Okay, this one was... This one was... This is is in the subreddit. Oh, there's a dying dog in the corner. Uh, This is off... (laughs) True off my chest is where people just like get something off their chest. Whoa. She said, I finally told my husband he stinks. I finally told my husband the reason I don't like going down on him is because he stinks. He was so mad and threw it back in my face that sometimes I stink. I reminded him I'm not shoving my genitals in his face when I stink. I don't like doing anything sexual until I've had a chance to shower. He slept downstairs on the couch last night and I feel liberated. I guess my next step is to tell him his breath is atrocious and he needs to do something about it. We'll see how that goes. I fucking oh love this my lady. God. She's done. This dude is done. She's like disgusted with him to the point where she's like, fuck you. Like, I love the point. Where, and this guy sucks to, to like do the thing. Of, you stink too. This guy, leave him. Oh, awful. He could have handled it. Depends how she went at him the first time. I agree. But if she was like, hey, do you mind just, you know, maybe washing your ass a little bit before I blow you? Yeah. Wash your ass. Don't fucking throw it back at her. Yeah. It's, I mean. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable to tell someone they stink, but you, you got to do it. Okay, here's one that I loved. This is in meditation. This is another one of those tricks that instantly calms you down. It's a simple trick to, tr- oh, simple like trick to calm down the overthinking mind in seconds. Um, this works well before meditation or when your thoughts get overwhelming in the day-to-day life. So all you need to do is this. Close your eyes. Okay, let's do it. Close your eyes. Them. Focus on your eyeballs and don't let your eyes move as you focus on your eyeballs. Close your eyes, focus on your eyeballs, and don't let your eyes move as you focus on the eyeballs. Do you feel it? I can. I can I feel, feel it, them, but I, I can feel, feel them right really away. moving a lot. Wait, let me just do it right now because I was reading it, so I wasn't doing it. I feel them like vibrate. I can see your eyeballs moving under your eyelids. But I'm trying not to move this. It's, it's not know. about not moving them, but it's like trying not trying to, not and, it, to. and it makes you, someone said it probably activates your like sympathetic nerve system or something. Like it, it really is awesome. Let's, let's move into final thought. This is in the subreddit dating underscore advice. Why period are period they period all period into hiking. <laughs> 
There's no period in between. In no, into hiking. <laughs> I don't like hiking. I don't like camping or climbing or sleeping in tents. My ex was into it and him constantly dragging me on trips. I didn't actually want to go on really negatively affected this relationship. And he made no real effort to get invested in what I liked. I finally feel more ready to try serious dating again. But I feel like so many times I see a guy on an app. Then I swipe around his pictures and lo and behold, another hiker. <laughs> I feel the same towards being really into sports or hardcore parties, but not, not to the same degree. I am a cozy indoor bitch. Okay. I like cuddling indoors, watching movies and slow paced city based trips. I don't want to sweatily look at trees, like strolling around the city and absorbing cultural and historical sites. I like restaurants and bars where I can dress up. I would happily play board games with a drink and a delicious food. Listen to music, blah, blah, blah. She goes on. Um, I relate to not all of it, but you know, I do not want to hike. I once a year. I'll go on a hike with you, but it's not, I just feel like there's a difference. Fucking hikes. There's a difference between a hike where it's like 10 minutes outside the city and you're just like, no, you go up I, a hill I, no. and then there's a hike where a guy brings a tent and he's wearing Timberlands and he's like, hey, we're going to live off the land. No, no, no. Let me say this. I don't want to do the 10 minute one I know you don't either. even want to do the 10 minute that, one. And, I get that. But I'm just saying, girl. yeah, we don't want to do any of it. So a lot of what she wrote was noise. Like the signal in what she wrote is that the guy didn't want to do what she liked yes. to do. I think that was the root of the problem. Mm. And I think... Like, I used to hate being outdoors, bugs, all that stuff. Uh, went camping. Now I really enjoy it. I think there is the possibility to enjoy it if it's with the right person. Okay, I will. Um, I see what you're saying. So I if agree. I enjoyed watching a, you know, a chick flick, cuddling on the couch, and or whatever, like whatever, she, uh, get, having a drink, playing Monopoly, mm-hmm. then maybe she'll like hiking more because I went out of my way to like what she likes. That's what you do in a relationship. Yeah. It's you compromise. Like yes, you're right. That that could have been the, the problem. So what there. would a guy have to do for you where you could enjoy a hike? <laughs> I, listen, I would I, not much. Fuck me regularly. <laughs> Try kinky stuff that they are probably not into. Rub my foot while you fuck me, even though you're not into feet. Like I will. I'll, I'll want to hike. You'll start rock fuck, climbing. Fuck me outside on the hike. Like let's do some freaky. Like make it sexual. Yeah. Yes, oh. make the hike sexual. And I'll do anything. I'll do anything if like there's a uh, like something horny at the end of it, or like we'll do something a little bit like risque. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go on road trips. If like the road trip, my ex-boyfriend and I went on, he like fingered me for a long part of it. Like while I would driving. Just, yeah. Like, or I would like, he had, he had a plug set up for the wand so we, I could just like come a bunch next to him and I'm all strapped in with the seatbelt and I'm just like on the dash, just like this. It was so fun. And he's just like doing this. Just like holding it. So and there we go. Yeah. Like I, and the, that was, we went, saw Mount Rushmore that day. I was a little, and we went to a museum. <laughs> I literally like, I will, I will do these things if there's, uh, if there's a I promise. I didn't know you of, could hook it up to a car uh, thing. That's pretty cool. Uh, if you I could, guess so. Yeah. Of course. Like he just would um, engineer things that were interesting that, uh, yeah, facilitated some fun stuff. I mean, that's definitely... Um, yeah, that's a way to get me hiking. <laughs> I never even thought about that before. But that's not to say that I want to go on a first date and have the guy like rape me in the woods. Like, how about we don't do that and don't even try to kiss. Me. If I go on a hike with you on a first date, first of all, I'm not being honest with myself because I wouldn't. I don't want to do that. But uh, please don't try anything sexual with me. I just I'm so scared of dates I, that anyone because you hear this and you're like, wow, she's a kinky bitch. I'm gonna like p- put some moves on this girl. I will seriously run away in fear if you try to do anything like too sexual with me most of these hikes where you go on a date there's way too many people to 
to do anything sexually, really, unless you sneak off. And I don't want to sneak off and get a tick. Okay, I don't know. Or get attacked by. I'm a, not a, saying a we have to blow each other right off the hike that children are walking by. I'm, I'm saying you sit on a bench to look at the sights and you put a <laughs> you finger down a my. Thing. You, you yeah, stick yeah, a yeah. hand down my pants and no one can see. Like just weird stuff. Like I got fingered on. Um, uh, Magic Mountain at Disney World on a log flume. Wow, uh, very fear. No, no, no. I think I like gave a hand job on a log flume um, at Six Flags. No, like just weird, just stuff that you just. Uh, oh yeah, fear. Oh my god, it's the sexiest scene ever. Um, yeah, so like I, I like that stuff. I like like taking chances. Have you and- given Roadhead? Yes. <laughs> what? A million times. I have a bit about it that you clearly haven't seen because I talk about indi- a fun game to play when you give Rodad. What do you that, say? What do no, you, do? you try to guess where he's driving. Like if you know the area, oh, try you to be guess like what street you it's guess on. Where, when you when he finishes, you like you before you go up, you try to guess where you are. <laughs> it gives you something to do when you're down there. You're like, okay, he's making a right turn. Okay, like you try to guess the distance, like based on the speed yeah, of the car's this. going. It's like a blind, like it's fun. I love that. That's so funny. Oh, they, when you do it, are you pretty right on? I mean, I guess so, right? Like, no, you, I think it no, depends it's, how it's close like you are to home. When you, close, when you close your eyes and someone I swear traces to God, up I was your arm, say that as, yeah. as an example. Yeah, traces up your forearm, and then you try to guess when it's at the point uh, of your <laughs> the hinge of your arm. Yeah, dude, that was the best. Or writing words on someone's back. God, I oh my love God, that. So good. Just uh, it's a pretty the, easy game if you do. Uh, not uh, I think cursive. we all just wanted to be touched as children like in like gentle ways and so we would just have our friends like Will you just like rub your f- finger up my forearm and then we made games just so we could like kind of touch that's each so other. true crack an egg on my head let the yolk oh, drip down yeah, let the yolk drip down it's like a, stab a knife in my back, back. let the blood, blood run, run down what let the blood cr- run down let the blood run. I mean, put a were, cock in my ass yeah get away from me <laughs> counselor <laughs> Yeah, that third part of that bit was a little extreme. All right, we have to go because I have to go put on makeup and do another thing Why? before what are you I hop doing on. A, now? I have to do a, 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 a. It's a confusing thing, but I have oh, to put okay. on makeup and get interviewed for a half hour, and then I have to go, and then I have to pack, and I have to go to L.A. and I have two shows no, I'll tonight. See you in a week. I know we're gonna. I'm gonna be doing the show remotely from L.A. all this week uh, because I'm doing Bill Maher on Friday. Save the date. Uh, make sure you watch Real Time with Bill Maher on Friday. I'm gonna be in the first part of the show. It's so exciting. Um, I'm gonna be talking about. I'm not scared to do it anymore. The producer heard me say how scared I was on the last week's episode, and she was like, "I talked to her yesterday, and she was like, let me." let you know that you are in good hands. I'm like, I know I literally would just, I was listening to the show yesterday. It's because your dad might love it so much. So it makes you no, a little bit more. I invited no? my dad. My dad's going, my parents are going to LA. I'm not into the, no, 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 that's not it at all. It's just like, I think he's, I just don't know. I just know I'm stupid about anything. Like I don't want, if, as like, long as you're honest about that. Then, yeah, that's yeah. what I just am just, yeah. I'm not, I haven't gotten to this point by lying to anyone about my political exactly. acumen. So yeah. if they want me to do something that I'm not comfortable with, like I can just be honest, but they won't. They know what I'm there for and um, they're not dumb to ask me. I deserve to be on the show and I'm going to have fun with it and be a, a good guest. The beautiful thing is, is millions of other people don't give a fuck about politics. We just hear about the ones I that know, do. but I'm just saying like people that watch that show think they always go. I could yes, do it. Yes. They think they could, even yeah. though they, they could never. Um, I'm going to go. I love you for listening. Thank you guys. See you tomorrow on the show. And I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.